Hey, Survivors, Camille from Surviving the Badge. Let's do a one-month update on the University of Idaho student murders, shall we? All right, so uh, today I am drinking a little bit of bullet bourbon. Somebody has asked in a... Uh, an email earlier in the m month what bourbon I'm drinking. Today it is Bullet, and I got a nice glass from John when he went to Ireland. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. So let's talk about some updates on this uh, University of Idaho student murders. It happened November 13th, so we're coming up on the uh, four-month, one, or I'm sorry, the one-month uh, time frame on that, and everybody seems to be really anxious and upset that it is taking so long and it is um it is four murders university students three women one um gentleman it's a huge scene to deal with you've got uh i mean it's a it's a horrific murder using a a straight blade a fixed blade if you will and just a lot of stuff that that they have to deal with in this town the small town of moscow has probably never dealt with anything even closely remotely to this so yes there's going to be some frustration and there's going to be you know everybody's like why isn't this solved why isn't this solved well once you've exhausted all your leads it's going to be tough and it's not going to be a cold case anytime soon because there's still a crap ton of stuff to do on this case but let's let's dive into what we know. We know that the FBI is currently helping the uh, the local law enforcement in this, and they're pro providing uh, technical assistance, um, uh, resources that the local PD does not have. They're probably running a a, um, a lead software program, and let me talk about that for a minute. Back in the '80s, when serial killers were just huge, there was no real entity system to put leads in and a lot of serial killers actually fell through the gap gary ridgeway being one of them the green river killer he was actually interviewed several times his truck was seen on um several several times but the problem is when you have one or two investigators working they can't remember everything and when they went back and they looked at index cards and the system that they were using before yes they found gary ridgeway and his vehicle mentioned over and over again so the fbi and a lot of um, state agencies implemented software programs so that when you put a lead in a person's name in or a tag or a color of a description and you've got it more than once it will flag that and say hey you know what this vehicle's shown up a couple of times this person has shown up a couple of times in this investigation maybe we should move this up in a, in a level of of more action and dive into this person's background just a little more because we're all human we don't have the the ability to retain and memory memory every, uh, memory everything remember everything that we might need to in a large scale case and i'm sure that this is being um, I've worked the, uh, the Daytona Beach serial killer case, and what would happen is we would get a lead, and we would go out and we follow the lead, whether it's collect DNA from somebody or interview somebody, and we would come back and we enter that, that report into the system, and then we would get the next lead. And the case agents would review that. The software program would um, analyze any uh, consistencies, any matching things, and then we'd, we'd, they'd ship off the DNA to the lab to see if there was any uh, match to the DNA profile that had been developed. So that's that's currently one of the things that's going on. And there's a lot of other things. There's interviews. A lot of people have been um, <clears throat> uh, 
eliminated as suspects. Um, they've eliminated the the uh, other roommates in the room in the house. <clears throat> they've eliminated the guy who followed the individual home. Uh, a crap ton of people. And when you start running out of good suspects, then you got to widen the net, if you will. That's why when there's a murder, your very first suspect are going to be the police, play the people closest to the victims. And when that doesn't pan out, you have to move out, and you're, you have to make your your net wider and wider. And speaking of nets, so there's a uh, an interesting investigative tool that was not available when I was doing these type of investigations, and it's through Google, and there's probably other ones, but it's uh, geofencing. And what you can do is a geofencing warrant. You send it out to Google, and it will identify through this warrant when it comes back all data. Um, devices that were in that area in the set parameters. So law enforcement writes a search warrant for to Google and says, hey, we need a list of all tower pings, all data devices that were in this area, this geofence in this particular time frame in this area. I'm sure they're doing that. There's been other cases where law enforcement has done that with the search warrant. They've been successful in arresting murder suspects, robbery suspects. Now, there's some challenges in the courts to see if it's going to hold up, but it's a very interesting technology. The issue is, what if this person has a prepaid phone? What if this person doesn't have your typical um, you know, data plan? Uh, that might add some kinks, and which falls into my suspected what this is, who this is, is a transient. This person is no longer in the area. This person has moved on from the area. Maybe, uh, and and if you look, if you're a true crime junkie like I am, and you hear about a lot of successful long-term killers, a lot of them are uh, over-the-road truck drivers, or they travel, or they're transient, and they've moved on, and people are focusing in one particular area, and the suspect has, has moved on from that. Developing evidence from this crime scene is also going to take a very long time. It's painstaking. There's a lot of blood there. Developing, and you've got to take an individual sample from each area to try to get a, a separate DNA profile from our victims that we could put in CODIS. So that's a painstaking thing. They've towed the vehicles. Now they got to process those vehicles. Maybe maybe there's something in the vehicles that we didn't have before. Maybe somebody touched a vehicle. Another, um, they, they recently found a glove at the scene. We don't know if it was there a long time. Um, it, there's not a whole lot of information. It, it, was, it was a glove that was at the scene. They've recovered that. Inside a glove, you can collect the DNA. You can also collect, if it's a rubber glove, um, uh, fingerprints from the possible suspect. There's a lot of things you can get there, but it doesn't prove they did it. They would, it would prove that this person was in the area. Um, if we have collected fingerprints from a suspect who wore gloves, or not wore gloves, um, it has to be into put into APHIS. Now, APHIS collect... Um, is a database that holds fingerprints. We talked about that in the last episode. But if our individual is not in APHIS, never been arrested, not you know any in APHIS for any other reason, it's just going to hang out there until somebody is arrested. 
the CODIS, if they've never been convicted of a felony, their DNA is not going to be in the system. Speaking of DNA, I imagine um, that they're probably also tracking down familial DNA. And just like the Golden State Killer was caught through familial DNA, um, they're going to use familial DNA. What it is, is somebody has submitted their work their dna to an entity to see if um, what type of background they had i talked about this in the last time my my wife's ninety seven thousand percent viking and uh, so this person who who would have submitted is going to submit it and find out and most state crime labs have a unit that checks familiar dna they'll if they have a profile at the scene other suspect, they're going to check familial DNA, and it's it might not get the person, but it's going to get maybe an uncle or or a brother or something. And there's been a lot of cases solved like that. The Daytona Beach serial killer um, case that I worked on uh, eventually got caught through familial DNA. And when they identify somebody, what they will have to do is they can't just make an arrest. They they're going to identify, hey, this person submitted this DNA. And they're related to this person, this person, this person. So you have to do some surveillance, maybe collect a straw, DNA off a door handle, a number with it, do some surveillance. There's a number of ways of getting, then submit that to the crime lab, and hopefully there's a match. So so it is taking a long time, but I feel that right now is a is it, things are going to start opening up real soon. Um, a lot of this evidence have already has, has, this is about the time where it's going to show some results and some fruits of this labor. And I, I feel that something's going to break really quick. That's just my, my gut tells me. Um, hopefully it does not go into a, a cold case, um, which would be unfortunate. And just like the show, once it gets to 48 hours, it's not dead, but the, the case does become more and more difficult to solve. So um, just be patient. It will work out. My gut tells me that. I also stick into my idea that this person is some type of transient at nature. And um, that's, that's what I uh, predict. And you guys tell me what you think. Why do you think it's taking so long? And what do you think this person, who do you think this person is? Do you think it's somebody hiding in plain sight still in Moscow? Or as in the, uh, the Delphi murder case, the guy stayed right in the town. Check out the Delphi murder investigations. Or do you think, like I do, that this person is a transient and is gone, has moved on, and they'll track him down that way? Before I go, I want to uh, remind you to please like and subscribe, make some comments down uh, below, and um, please visit our sponsors, which are uh, Tom Clem Investments in Realty, uh, A Rack Above, and Kenny's Grocery in Orange City if you want some awesome craft beer or some bullet bourbon. And always remember, at Surviving the Badge, we still got your six.